This is the one with a corny opening. The Doctor's bespoke psychopath. The ultimate war criminal. And Hitler. It's called Let's Kill Hitler. Here Here we go. We're still on our rentless voyage All through time and all through space With Slovene and Angels now Dalek, Cybers, Uden, wow Tennant, Smith and Eccleston And Capaldi, he's the man Doctor Who is cool again That was Russell's master plan Who back when? Reviewing all new Who there is Who back when? Subscribe and rate on iTunes please Rose and Donna, Amy Pond Rory, Martha and beyond Join us on this odyssey What other choice could there be but Who back when? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another new episode of Who Back When, a Doctor Who podcast. Or dog podcast. Oh, I uh. really thought I was going to get to carry on there. Toying with me. He who is toying with me, sitting to my right, is... Leon, hello there. Hi, Leon. Hello. Hi. Hello. Opposite Leon, diagonally from over from me, is... Jim. Hello, Jim. Hi, Leon. Hi, Drew. And breaking up this sausage fest, we've also got... <laughs> Marie! Hi, Marie! Hello! Hi, Marie! <laughs> Hello, Drew. Hello, yes. <laughs> and then back to Drew. <laughs> right, we've done full circle or full square or whatever. We are here to review Let's Kill Hitler, N082. Indeed. The first part of the second half of Series 6, because these are complicated things now. Yeah. Yeah, there are moieties. <laughs> so is anyone annoyed that they didn't kill Hitler? Well, they didn't even try. Well, we barely get any Hitler in it. Didn't even point a gun at him, and there are guns pointed at everyone in this episode. <laughs> Did you like Hitler in this? I mean, I not, you know, <laughs> oh, shit, that's, that came out entirely wrong. <laughs> I don't know if it <laughs> No did, one quote me. Because, because Hitler is just a, a faceless, harmless bureaucrat who, who's some... His office gets invaded in this one. Yeah, he, he seems like a victim. <laughs> oh, uh, I liked when Rory put him in the cupboard. Uh, I liked it when Rory went, uh, Hitler, Hitler, cupboard, cupboard. <laughs> Shut up, Hitler. Rory, take Hitler and put him in that cupboard over there. Now, do it. Right. Putting Hitler in the cupboard. Cupboard. Hitler, Hitler, cupboard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and also when Rory punched him in the face. But it didn't, he didn't seem very Hitler-y. Yeah. Wait, this is post-B-scale material, guys. Yeah, let's codify what we've got to discuss in this episode. <laughs> Time for us to synopsize, lobify and summarize. So take a view and grab a brew and listen to this overview. This free for all. We like to call a bite-sized chunk of who. Bite-sized chunk of who. Following a high-speed joyride in a field, Amy, Rory, and Mel's their newfound long-term best friend they just met from way back hook up with the dock in the middle of a crop circle. As the fuzz approaches, they hide at the TARDIS and take it to a safe place, namely 1938's Berlin, where Mel regenerates into the river we know and gives Doc the kiss of death. There's a tessiting robot piloted by tiny time-travelling space vigilantes, too, though, who immediately identify the war criminal in the room. And it ain't the Hitler in the cupboard. Now, on the cusp of death, the Doctor must rescue his friends, redeem his assassin, and throw on a top hat and tails. Be scout over, you are welcome. Aren't you just... <laughs> right, Rooney and Cheesecakes. We were talking about Hitler. We were. Did we finish that conversation? I don't feel like we finished that conversation. No. I don't think the episode finished with Hitler. <laughs> no. We better got started. Oh, Again, it... we've talked about it, like wasting these Kodak moments and like saying, oh, what was the one that you brought up? I mean, if Hitler isn't a Kodak moment... Yeah. <laughs> and they're Previously it was Nixon. <laughs> oh my 
goodness. Yeah, Nixon, Nixon. <laughs> the last time we had one, and you said Nixon was wasted, and then the same... I quite like Nixon. Well, but, but I, same, agree, I agree. It was the same thing that we nearly warmed to Nixon, or he was just back background yeah. fodder. Yeah, that's true. It was even worse. But like, let's make this clear: Hitler is ten billion times worse. <laughs> But, yes. I, but I mean, the treatment of them in the episode is worse. Than oh, I you, see, I see. Like, he, <laughs> he, he does almost come across as a victim. <laughs> he does. Someone has invaded his office. He has narrowly escaped an assassination. And even the halfway bad good guys inside the robo janitor, even they say, like, at this point, the guy is completely innocent. Like, we're too early. I do like Which, the irony of um, them saving Hitler, though. That's quite nice. And that's dealt with pretty nicely. Yeah. yeah. But that exact point of we're too early, that doesn't make sense because General Erwin Zimmerman is apparently already a level three war criminal or hate crime criminal, hate criminal, whatever, but in they, 1938. So if he's one of Hitler's underlings, then how the hell is Hitler getting off scot-free at this but, point? But they say at some point in the episode that what they do is they find people just at the end of their life. And then they pluck them out of their time stream so that it, the world around them doesn't realize that they've been, like, discovered and tortured to the rest Which of the world. It seems as though they're like, The guy in the closet, what's his face? Zimmerman. Maybe he had, like, a cardiac arrest or something in that room. So theoretically, they never deal with that at all. Mm. But theoretically, they would have shown up right as he's about to die. And it, he also doesn't get punished in the same way. He doesn't get the whole, like, give them hell bit. He just gets zapped. Oh, that's true. Taken by the... That's true. Antibodies. That's proper wait, level three treatment. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Yeah, you're right. No, this is... I, 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 I Scratch everything I just said. That's a plot hole. <laughs> I took it as a worthwhile casualty in the pursuit of their real target. I, oh. Six, seven years early, they, well, that, they only figure I'm it out when they're walking that. into his office and they're like, oh, we'd actually better check the records before yeah. we miniaturise him. But that makes sense because one of my notes was a plot hole because the captain of the ship who we see talking he wanders in and goes oh who's this guy then uh, it's like do you not think you should have known who he was before yeah. you zapped him and gave him up to the antibodies yeah. so yeah maybe he's also bit- did they kill a janitor to get in there i think so yeah <laughs> these guys are real shit bags yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> and they're shit <laughs> Yeah, they're they up in 1930. They're really rich. They're happy to kill a janitor that's presumably not the end of his time stream. They didn't just both die on the same day. No, that janitor had a really dark past. Like <laughs> yeah. he was a he was a ruthless janitor. I don't know. I can't think of something bad that he's done, but he's done something terrible. Fair rates of pain. Sorry, exactly. No, yeah. do you think there's a deleted scene at the end of this episode that we weren't privy to because it ran long and the camera is down in Hitler's bunker and bombs are falling overhead and you pass over Eva Braun with a bullet through the temple and come upon Hitler and the robot is there and saying and he Hitler, gets zapped I, yeah I, I dear Fuhrer I have one last thing to tell you before we you know definitely go through with this suicide pact thing giving you hell <laughs> I mean that would be something it's fucking Hitler it's fucking Hitler caresses the TARDIS doesn't he does he I'm pretty sure he does. Like, there should also like, be more of a threat there. I mean, there was more of a threat of Churchill getting his hands on the target yeah. than Hitler. Yeah. yeah. But why aren't... Oh, damn it. Are there more Nazi episodes? I know that there are Nazi episodes in Classic Who. At least one Nazi episode. Of um, Nazi Who Came to Tea? I can't think of it. Like the, <laughs> like the, Struggling with New Who. Maybe we will have more Nazi episodes. Because that's like original series Star Trek did the Nazi planet, for example. All the sci-fi shows at some point have the Nazis. And just because we have the Daleks on Doctor Who doesn't mean that we can't also have Nazis. Yeah. I can use them. 
Yeah. I, I think. Oh, we do get Nazis. Didn't, Wait, do we, we get the Daleks and Nazis teaming up? Yes, yeah. we, I was going to say, there's a, well, they don't team up, no, but, like, but there's a moment where they... Do Daleks kill Nazis or something? It's in uh, Martha Jones Walks the Earth in that episode, yeah. right? Because I remember there being Daleks and Nazis and they've been like, who's the bigger... Wait, no. I don't think that happened. I think this was something that we were speculating we would have happen. been better uh, in that episode. Yeah. Uh. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we should advance to the next plot point. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think there are still two points to be made here. Yeah. One is that it's a terrible waste of the title, Let's Kill Hitler. I mean, people at the time were waiting for this for five or six yeah. months. And yeah. he may as well not be there. Mm. Absolutely not. And it sort of links to the second point in that this is a question that deserves to be answered. Why can't the Doctor go back in time and kill Hitler? Really dig deep into the temporal implications of of changing that and trying to save six million people who you know plus who you know yeah, died more than six million people yeah exactly and, and actually really dig down into that and and come up with a thing and, and in this very in this very episode they say history can be rewritten mm. about saving one person's life the doctors yeah maybe that's the point maybe it's like actually you know what history can be rewritten but it's too complicated and how there are just too many threads to keep track of or or whatever yeah or at least say that there's something during the whole of world war ii that is a fixed point in time like one incident in there that is a fixed point in time yeah because they also say about how the doctor's death at lake silencio is fixed and immovable and the ultimate other not in this episode in this episode they say like they go well you can't die now because we know that you're dying at lake silencio and and he's like no but whatever man like history can no, be rewritten like, so it's one of them says history can be rewritten and then the other guy says no that that can't that is a fixed point oh really yeah yeah well then that means there's never any peril in this episode and the only reason why i felt any peril whatsoever is because i didn't hear that one line um. <laughs> well you're right that is how i experienced the second half of the episode <laughs> <laughs> But there is definitely a question like that that needs answering. I thought I was going to get an answer to that in this episode, or at least a, a stab at one, and we did not. I 100% agree with Drew that that's the biggest failing in this episode. It, like, Hitler is terribly treated in that he's not badly treated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or um, not treated at all. Yeah. Yeah. But you've got this vigilante crew in an amazing like bit of sci-fi conception, like yeah. it, the effect they use is, is brilliant and it's fantastic. Like it's all kind of inner space and it, but it's a robot and it's, you know, it's, it's a wonderful little thing someone's come up with there and they're terrible. They, they can't even land in the right time stream to kill Hitler. And all they want to do is actually punish people on the point of their death. But they, anyway, they work like, for someone. Quite, but they work for someone because they're well, like, hey, if we get this, yeah. yeah, like, hey, if we, if we bag this uh, one, we'll get the rest of the year off. Exactly. Yeah, so they, too. they're just like, they're henchmen. Yeah, true. So then they're not masterminds or anything like that. But isn't it? I don't know. They're... I can't help but think oh. like when you're an incompetent writer, you write incompetence into your characters <laughs> to mask the fact that you didn't come up with something better. I think someone did. Who, I, who wrote this? Is it Moff? Yeah. Okay, so I think Moff and the rest of the writing room, they thought of something uh, much deeper in terms of a backstory for this team of vigilantes and then never explored it in the show or it got cut out or whatever, like in, in later drafts it got omitted because all of them, they also had the little lights, the green and red lights, yeah. right? And I, I was I was waiting while, while we were watching this last night. I was waiting, like, at some point we're going to learn that they're all criminals. They're people who have been brought on board and now they're galley slaves, 
You know, like, and now yeah. they're, they're working it, but they all have a past, and that's why they all have these... They even give uh, Amy and Rory each their bracelet, that, right? That really pissed me off. It's, it, by default, it, everyone is going to die, and you have to put a little thing on, which we've seen so can dumb. be faulty. Like, she walks up there with a red one on and is nearly killed. Yeah. And it's just like, why would you build that into your system? I, what I, even are the antibodies? It's a question. Why does like, she turn hers off? Why doesn't she turn someone else's off? The first thing that she does with oh, the Sonic Amy. is, oh, yeah, she yeah, turns off her own one. Yeah. We can turn off the captain's one. Yeah, but she doesn't want to pick... Yeah, no, the captain Or just pick. think, yeah. turn off weapons. Because that's the main thing they're after oh, at that wait, point. that's... <laughs> yeah, done. And then, even once she's done that, she can reverse the Sonic and be like, turn it back on. Hey, antibodies, we're fine again. Apparently Remember? not. No, no, no. okay. Oh, the antibody thing, though. I, again, it's like someone thought of an interesting idea. Pop it in there, that'll work, won't it? Oh, wait, we have to write about it and it has to have a purpose? Oh, hang on. Do you remember the Capaldi episode uh, in the Dalek? Into the Dalek. Yeah. Where they're miniaturized, it's Capaldi and what's-her-face Clara, they're miniaturized, they're inside a Dalek, and there are sort of antibodies floating around inside the Dalek to repair it, like little nanobots Mm. or whatever. Yeah. You're not saying Moffat reuses his ideas, are you? Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) But I, I am saying that similar idea <laughs> much better execution yeah. into the Dalek because yeah. it makes sense in there's that. A, yeah, yeah there's a reason like, for it to be there the Dalek is part, part organic for a start you can imagine yeah it having that kind of mix between the robot and stuff but they're just people in a machine that they've made why would they put yeah. these really dangerous Squid, other machines squids, around uh, them? Jellyfish robots because yeah. they are machines they're not they're not organic are they? no they're completely they're told my lords. Why don't you program yeah. them not to kill everybody unless you've got a red, like, put a put an armband on the people that you want to die? Yeah, yeah. or a yeah, yellow exactly. star, even something yeah. like that. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> but, but, but they should at least have an override function. Exactly. If nothing exactly. else. Exactly. Yeah. Have a way to control your like mechanical. What's the word? Maniacs. <laughs> <laughs> mechanical maniacs. <laughs> Oh, um, oh, here we go. Um, just how rude the captain was. Get your fat one up there. Oh, God, yeah. Get your fat one up there? Yeah. Is he when talking the... about Rory's dick? No, what no. is that? <laughs> <laughs> when the woman, the, the woman was like, oh, lady. I want to get check the skin colors, right? We've got Rasputin green last time. And he goes, yeah, his response is, go on, get your fat one up there then. Oh, yeah. I didn't see it. That's another yeah. line I missed. Why are you even paying attention? Well, but, well, okay. It, what, it, what if we now view this uh, against the backdrop of they are all criminals. They are basically uh, serving their time aboard this robot. Yeah. Now they have a license to be assholes. Yeah. You know? I love your commitment to trying to make that happen. I'm going to make it happen. It's a but it, backstory. It second not... audiobook. Drew, second audiobook. <laughs> it's a, an option. It's an idea. <laughs> have a side, side uh, plot a B plot if there was a hint at all in, in, part in the three. episode I would love it but. <laughs> but yeah no I like the idea that that's why they've all got the wristbands on because head office can at any point just yeah. turn them off and right. go actually your crimes are terrible we're gonna you haven't redeemed yourself I don't know I feel like if they were that harsh with them though would they have beamed them all up oh that's true yeah, you don't want to lose your entire workforce well beam half of them up then <laughs> I think <laughs> Send are, a message. I think there are plenty of criminals milling about space. What you want back is your expensive robot miniaturization machine. No, now <laughs> now we have a, a follow-up story where the Nazis walk into Hitler's office and there's just like this 
robot girl standing mm. standing there who's gonna tell you everything still. you ask because exactly. yeah. all your family to, you, oh, yeah you don't have to show any credentials <laughs> you just have to go like but I'm related not the to the doctor's dude. family as well they tell her everything about the doctor I understand they're saying telling them about Melody but they tell her all the doctor stuff yeah but maybe m- Maybe they go, oh, but the doctor then marries Melody, so... She's uh, the mother-in-law. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Oh, they didn't get any mother-in-law jokes, actually. Mm. Do we know that he's married River yet? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we know everything by now. You're always confused by this. It comes up every week. (laughs) (laughs) I was a bit confused because the doctor sort of makes a joke at the expense of women, and she's like, oh, give me one, I'm dying. Let me be a misogynist while I'm you know, in the throes of death. Can we talk about Melody? Yeah, okay. There's oh, a, Mel's. There's Mel's. so much to say about Mel's. How have we not mentioned Mel's before? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that integral part of our childhood. <laughs> okay, so we get to... We, all right. So, uh, can, can I, I just say it's shit? <laughs> <laughs> just first up, it's bloody shit. Yes. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> no, go on, Leon. What have you got? Okay, so I've written two things about Mel's as as she's presented. First off, I've written Mel intro is a little naff. That's a nice way of saying a little. shit. And then I've <laughs> added Mel's backstory is like a how did she get into heroin montage? Mm. Because how did she get into heroin? You know? How is she not expelled at this point? Why isn't she... Is it just sheer willpower knowing that she's growing up uh, alongside her parents mm. that is preventing her from, you know, doing smack in some abandoned warehouse. Like, she is but screwing up everything. But she's got an adult brain in the child of a body, in the body of a child. Like, Does she's, she? playing, she's acting out and playing up. Yeah, because at this point... But she's very naive, though, because she's mm. talking about, like, oh, it, she's telling the teachers how the doctor did this, that, and the other. She hasn't... Actually, you know what? No, I don't think she does. But because she's River and she doesn't give a fuck. Like, yeah, also, the first not... thing, like, 10-year-old Mel says is, oh, the doctor's hot, and she doesn't say it like a 10-year-old, no. as far as I remember being a 10-year-old. There are so many lines I've missed! <laughs> <laughs> But doesn't she say that she has only regenerated once before, and when she did, she turned into a small child? Yeah, which so is when... When she was in New York, right? Or in, she was in New York as an older child. How old was she when she was in the astronaut like suit? Ten. I was going to say seven, but yeah, ten. You were <laughs> ten. And then she died, because we saw her regenerate, or start to regenerate. Exactly. And then she became a toddler, she said. And then That's it, what she said. And Another then it, line she did missed. say toddler. And then it ah. took her years to track down Rory and Amy. Right, okay, so she has regenerated twice then. So she's 10. Exactly. No, 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 she's ten. she was 10. No, 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 plus, sorry, yeah. she's 20, basically. She's, she, has, she has gone from 0 to 10 twice. Yeah, so when yeah. they met her when she was 10, she was already 20. She was a 20-year-old in the body of a 10-year-old. Imagine being a 10-year-old in the body of a toddler. Get me out of here! And also, that's assuming that Time Lords age at the same rate as humans. Like, she oh, looks like a 10-year-old, but we don't know actually how old she also was true. when she was in the Okay, but in that case, she's century. still incredibly immature Yeah, when she's at school. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's, she's not just, acing her class. No one's going like, she's out. a wunderkind. She's like a grown person in the body of a child. Because Everyone's going like, she is fucking crazy not so but she doesn't need to she's not there to pass school she doesn't care about like human levels of achievement she's just there because she knows one day she has to hang out with these people because one day they'll oh, lead her to the doctor okay okay yeah. uh, no oh but, 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 but <laughs> i think there's another thing to this oh uh, there's a very back to the futurey thing to this it, 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 she's basically marty mcflying herself because okay it's, it, here's one of my questions for you 
if it weren't for Mel, would they ever have been a couple? Would they ever even have entertained the idea of a relationship yeah. and consequently gotten married, consummated said marriage, and given birth to Mel's herself? Interesting. Mm. Like, I guess eventually they might have got there, but... Yeah, surely they would have had a drunken snog at one point if she'd have gone, but I thought you were gay. Yeah, but like, I mean... Mel's is the result of that one one time that they boned in the TARDIS. <laughs> so if they if they bone her outside of the TARDIS, first off, she's never going to regenerate and y- yada yada yada. Mm. She's not going to have that time loop. It needs to be like one specific sperm, a one particular moment in a very specific part of the time vortex, etc. Like she really has to time this right. Yeah, she really shouldn't be anywhere near them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she should watch them from afar. <laughs> yeah, so you've clarified things, Marie, because I was a bit confused about um, what this meant. But I, I still think there are questions, because I was thinking she was just the age that she's presented as. And so who the hell was looking after her? But if she's, say she's old enough mentally that she can look after herself, she's still a 10-year-old mm. or a 5-year-old yeah, it's true. or whatever, wandering around, Where going to live? school. Yeah. She's gone to school she's and she's like, acting up. What do... Teachers do when you act up at school, they go and tell your parents. She has no parents. She's somehow like gotten a new identity. Mm. I think this, I would prefer it if she'd done some psychic thing on Amy and Rory and she didn't grow up with them. <gasps> and she just like pl- transplanted memories into them. Yeah, she literally just turned up. That yes. would have been cool. And then that would explain why we'd never heard of her before. Because I generally thought that was happening, I think, the first time I watched this many years ago. Yeah. And then it's, no, she's meant to have been with them this entire time she'd never been mentioned once the doctor didn't dance over the wedding but it's okay because she doesn't like weddings yeah. uh, it's just it's utter oh. nonsense yeah 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 amy definitely didn't have the force of personality to coerce her into being her you know maid of honor or anything like that <laughs> Absolutely that's, not. that's not how amy you know rolls. <laughs> <laughs> do you think this sort of came in late in the day we had one of our reviewers complained last week about how River slash Melody has to be absolutely everything and they just keep piling rolls and rolls onto her. And now instead of the girl we saw in episode one at the beginning of the series just regenerating into someone her own age mm. and coming into the story that way, she has to go back to being a toddler? That seems unnecessary. Because, yeah, does yeah. that mean that the next time the Doctor regenerates, he could potentially come out as a baby? Like... Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. yeah well, I'm actually, you know what? Why not? Well, I mean, we wouldn't enjoy that TV show if it turns into <laughs> Teletubbies for like 20 seasons. But it's fine. You just have to focus on a dress size. <sighs> Even if you could, just the fact that that is what she's focusing on, that's... Oh, yeah, I know. It, that, it's just like, so on. banal. That's well, just the beginning of it. Yeah, no, the whole I know, regeneration. I know. There's so many. I wrote okay, so okay, many oh. down. Let me just wrap up two things from before. If Moffat thinks that going back to the being a toddler and Mel's growing up, finding her way across America as a, or across the Atlantic Ocean as a toddler and then that way being the right age to gel with Amy, if he thinks that's any more satisfying, mm. that, it didn't work for me. No. Is it, is it just that as a character, River is incredibly important? Mm. And she's integral to so many plot lines and they just wanted to make her background more interesting. It couldn't be that she was just a... You know, she wasn't just Han soloing somewhere on the other, the far side of the galaxy and then coincidentally bumps into the Doctor or she's on a mission to kill him or whatever. It can't be linear. It has to be wibbly and wobbly. Mm. But, but then it ends up the, the sheer... It's too convoluted. Yeah, the, the convolutions, exactly, just then dominate 
the episode that we thought we were going to get mm. this week. And it ends up being, we're, we're chasing ourselves around going, how the hell does, I mean, what does, why is what it becomes. Why, yeah. would, why would she have waited to that point? She could have, as soon as the doctor came back into Amy's time stream, then would be the time to like introduce yourself to him. Yeah. Cause yeah. there's a whole thing. She says like, she tried to find them. I think she might even say like, she told them she would find them. I don't know. Maybe I misremembered that bit. Cause I was thinking, does how? Yeah. Cause that wouldn't make sense. As that, a baby. That's like future river new or the silence told her. Is it because she was speaking baby? Does the doctor ever translate the baby talk into I'll find you or something like that? That sounds like a stretch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The only other thing I was going to say was that I like the thought of River aging backwards slowly to freak people out. Yeah, that's That's, that's, a clever little. Yeah. yeah. Although I think she, Alex Kingston hasn't aged, so they didn't need to do that. But she is ageless. She is. Yeah. 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 But going back to what you said, Marie, is that she she has been there through. Amy's life. Yeah. So what is important about this point in time? Why do they decide to go and get Hitler? And that's the point where she decides to kill him. Like, is it yeah. the regener- this next regeneration that sparks it? Because she doesn't seem that hell-bent on killing the Doctor when she's Mel's. It, well, she, it doesn't, doesn't, she doesn't want to regenerate. Hitler shoots her. She yeah. doesn't know that's going to happen. It, but does that kickstart something? Like, there's, there's nothing up to that point. No. Yeah, because that's right, actually. As, as Mel's, she never makes any, like... It's anything about the doctor other than he's hot and it's only when she and turns into well she does also talk about how every disaster in history only happened because the doctor wasn't there to avert it yeah, but that's how she gets detention but in not to him no not to him like listen the i think jim's saying that the, like this regeneration like it has to be alex kingston's river it has to be River that kills the Doctor. Oh, I see. So she, something about it, like this mental brainwashing that she's had doesn't kind of kick in until she's in this body. And then that's when she pulls the gun on him. I'm not sure it does because the Doctor says, why didn't you shoot me before? And it's not because of any of what you just said. It's because she's a psychopath that has this weird sort of notion of etiquette. That, well, I can't if I've only just met you. No, but that's what I'm saying is like she had the opportunity to meet him for years, like back in... When the Amy, when Amy's been travelling with the Doctor, she could have kind of inserted herself at any point. But, but wait, wait, wait. Sorry, can I just ask? Sorry, it, maybe you just said this and it's just too wibbly-wobbly for me to understand. <laughs> or, it, wait, hang on. Hasn't she, in her own timeline, already killed him? Because it's kid melody yeah. pre the first regeneration that we get to see that kills the Doctor at Lake Silencio. Yeah, we don't know that. She's the we ultimate just, war criminal now. We just see exactly. She's yeah, already we, done it. We just see someone in an astronaut suit. You don't see who's inside. But isn't isn't that the? It's, shtick, all, it's all very implied that that's what happened. But it's the little girl, right? Because otherwise, there's... Jim just winked at Marie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jim. <laughs> Save it for later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I've just fallen for Moff's genius, but like now I'm thinking. I don't about think it. it's his genius. It is, isn't it? No. Is it that she? Okay, so she's a kid. She's brainwashed. She shoots the Doctor at Silencio. As far as she's aware, she has killed him. Now she goes off. She travels the universe. She figures, well, I've already served my purpose. Now I'm going to hook up on my folks again. She does that. She grows up alongside them. Goes to school. Gets detention. Tries some smack. Everything's great. <laughs> steals a car. Meets the Doctor again and goes. Oh my goodness. This is the guy who's going to grow up to be the guy I've already killed. This is amazing. I might be able to kill the same person twice. <laughs> and now she feels like the it's double jeopardy. Like you can't get caught for the same for murdering the same <laughs> person twice, yeah. yeah? 
So isn't that her point of view now? That's... She has already killed him. She remembers killing him at the lake. Yeah, that's interesting. I like that. That's really nice. Can I just point out that in this episode, Melody slash River grabs a gun, steals a car, tries to run, but she don't get far. <laughs> Which song is that? In the good old... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> No, I think the fact that Mel's didn't go for the doctor earlier is just Moffat didn't plan ahead. Mm. It certainly doesn't seem like he did. No. I mean, he's, he's, he's the master of breadcrumbing, but here it's just so forced. Mm. I can't mm. believe that this is... I, I, I don't know why this episode is the way it is. <laughs> I really can't figure it out. Mm. Someone wrote a first draft and no one contested it. And maybe it was just not in an interesting place. It was just somewhere. Because this episode does not have to take place in Berlin in 1938. And then someone else had the idea of, maybe we could do like a... What's the question everyone asks when you say, oh, I work on a time travel show? It's like, oh, why don't you go back and prevent World War II or something like yeah. that? It's like, all right, fine, let's meld those two ideas. But let's just half ass both of them. Mm. And it seemed to have a big budget, actually. Yeah, like the absolutely. Computer effects for the... Tessellator. 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 That one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, that's pretty amazing. And they did it twice. Yeah. Yeah. Anything worth doing once. They did it multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. At least least three times. Yeah. It's a different effect. It's not like they just recycled it. It's like they they got the worth out of the uh, graphics factory Mm. that they... Burn into the ground afterwards. Okay, I loved I got- it when the when the tessellector is reaching his hand forward and it's like, oh my god, what's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? And he just grabs the other guy's glasses. Oh, I called that though. Oh, but it's. I cool. kind of hated it. <laughs> I don't understand why he doesn't do the glasses. Why Ex- exactly? Yeah. Why the fuck doesn't he do that? Is mm. it? The, it seems as though because well, the- we do a motorbike later on. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like I can do genuinely anything. The robot can can yeah. be anything, including a really complex machine like a motorbike. Yeah. Actually, I didn't really think about the glasses at the time. What I was thinking at the time was, though, are we going to get a scene where, like, the arm turns into a cannon or, like, all of a sudden he's holding a gun or, you know, there's no way to... He's going to, like, you know, Terminator this. Yeah. Yeah? I thought it was a a little, maybe just a little added cruelty because when you get sucked into the thing and the antibodies are after you, you also can't really see what's happening. Oh, yes, there was some blurry, fuzzy camera work in there. you're not wearing your glasses, yeah. Yeah, some soft oh, focus. Yeah. <laughs> and ironically, it all takes place inside an eyeball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and also the corridor leading to and from the eyeball. Hey. Oh. One, one of my oh, first notes in this episode was, wow, even the Nazis have corridors. Everyone <laughs> has corridors. The janitors <laughs> cleaning right. up the corridor. Maybe it wasn't that expensive. Can oh. you not afford... <laughs> one corridor with different lighting effects. <laughs> they can't afford rooms. Is that how tight the budget is now? <laughs> Everything in the future and in the past is streamlined. Streamlined. Mm. Time is one endless <laughs> corridor. <laughs> the other thing about the bow... Select. <laughs> um, is that it, it can do really complicated motions. And I think there's one point... It, the I can't remember who it is. I think it's the janitor on the bike. He's I, like jangling his keys or something. Um, and he does the, it does the hile really quickly. Yeah. But... Every time they have to turn their head, that's a really hard manoeuvre. That's like all hands on deck. Right, yeah. right. It's a neck, people braced. Yes, okay, right. Now we make sure the nose doesn't wobble too much. Right, okay. <laughs> when he's walking across the room, they go, oh no, we've lost all the padding in the knees or whatever it is, yeah. the dampening in the knees. Like, when he turns into a motorbike, mm-hmm. they should just be mince, <laughs> it should just be mincemeat in the cockpit. <laughs> 
Miriam called it, by the way. The, the cockpit, uh, she pointed out, looks very much like the Star Trek bridge. And in scanning the trivia, that was a deliberate thing. And also, yeah. they do the beaming effect at the end. Yeah. So there's a little bit of that in there. Oh, well, yeah, they do, don't they? I've got more points about River. I believe we were going to talk about how annoying the regeneration scene was once River was I uh, guess fully going. I was about to talk about how annoying the regeneration mm. scene was. Um, and then all the men talked over me, so... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, no, just yeah. You can, t- you can talk now. It was. Thanks. Why don't you start now? Thanks, Drew. <laughs> nice to get permission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I wrote down all the things that bugged me. So yeah, I'm focusing on the dress size. Okay. Um, I need to weigh myself. She runs off almost immediately into the TARDIS to weigh herself. Oh really? Uh, yeah. I need yeah. to rewatch this because I have missed a lot of lines. She says, uh, "There's just something I have to check." And then she's like looking at her bum. Oh okay. And then she goes back and makes a big noise from the second you left the room you knew she was gonna shout something yeah. back in oh it's magnificent yeah it's just so lame and i'm really worried sorry to, sorry, no, no, no no sorry sorry sorry, sorry but, like because I, I are you gonna hop back to what you said about the yes female doctor absolutely and, and i think that that's right and i do i do think that you as a doctor as a time lord what you know you check out your new body you obviously do. you do yeah. yeah but it's just the way it's it's so like stereotypical female. It's like my weight, my dress size, my oh. like all the things that are. I, I agree. Dress terrible. size and weight. Yeah. Uh, and I, I missed the weight comment, but like, yeah. I mean, that's, it's ridiculously, it's so sexist, but. Yeah. But they're checking Ob- out the body. Obviously you would. Yeah. I'm sorry, you would. Yeah. It doesn't even matter if you don't change. Uh, it, this doesn't have to be about the 12th to 13th doctor regeneration. It doesn't have to be as extreme as you change gender. Mm. You change bodies. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You change bodies, you're going to check it out, right? Yeah. And obviously, if, if you, you're you going to check out your junk, you're going to check out your hair and your face and your eyes and your hands, like everything. Like, oh, what do my armpits look like now? But like, yeah, you're but, absolutely um, going to check out your junk and your groomies. on the teeth. I've never oh, yeah. noticed if she has good or bad teeth before. But like, <laughs> we watched it twice, and like both times, was like, "Oh damn, I meant to look at Mel's teeth before." To yeah, see, yeah. To see if this is a big <laughs> is change this an or improvement not. You know? or <laughs> I can remember the actress who plays Mel has pretty great teeth. So yeah, I would assume they were pretty good. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, all but that when she's going about the hair and the teeth, and I also, I also really like the. I'm going shopping scene when she walks into the place with the massive gun yeah. and tells everybody to strip naked. Uh, and she goes, uh, I, I, I'd like your uh, your clothes, your boots and your motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but but sorry, just to go back to that other scene, there was a point when I pointed out on this podcast yeah. that when the doctor... A the, gentleman's bet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for quoting me on that one, Drew. (laughs) (laughs) That I wouldn't be surprised if we get a scene where the doctor checks out her new body. Yeah. And maybe they lend an ounce of humor to that scene. Like, even if it's off screen, I think he even said, even off screen, grabs her boobs or something to just go like, wow, these are new. Doctor Who did yes. that in this episode. Yeah. It is not unreasonable. That is exactly what happened in this one. Yeah. However, it is awful. And I yeah, far agreed. Yeah. And, agreed. And, but and, it did and, happen. And, and, and I far prefer Jodie Whittaker's actual just looking in the mirror, seeing she's a woman going brilliant. Brilliant. That is great. A hundred percent. And we have that now to compare with this and it wipes the floor with it. Absolutely. A hundred percent agree. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. I, I think the gender, <laughs> the gender swap is the main factor of, because she's all she's changed is like physique, like I don't know. Well, like she's 
Her boobs are slightly different. Her she's, bum is slightly different. She's, a lot, she's older. She's changed. She mentions like, the colouring, like, not, like well, skin not, tone not and everything. Dismissing changed. that you would want to see change. to see the difference. Yeah, you would find but, a mirror immediately and check yeah. out what you look which like, which is right? exactly what she does. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's it, just, and I think that the, the doctor always does that. The doctor always, like, the first time he sees himself and he comments whether it's the eyebrows or the nose or whatever it is, he always yeah. makes a comment. It's just a shame that it's sexualized when it's a woman and it's never sexualized exactly. when it's a Agreed. guy. That's the but difference. she is, yeah. as a character, she is quite sexual. No, that is true. Uh, yeah. It does. More it so than the doctor. more anyway. with, with her to do it than it would yeah. with the doctor. So I think if they can rein it in for Jodie Whittaker, that will be a real step forward. But yeah. We did also have Matt Smith sort of alluding to his bum in the eleventh hour. So, oh yeah, it's not entirely absent. No, that's true. Just not in quite an as over. Yeah, way. not as an obnoxious yeah. way yeah. as this. Yeah, exactly. In that same scene, to move away from the sexualization, etc. There's a, although not entirely, but there's a line which is "Hello Benjamin." Yeah. Which I wasn't entirely sure last night, and I just wrote down the graduate question mark, and it is from the graduates. <laughs> And she has previously been referred to as Mrs. Robinson yeah. on the show. So, mm. nice little nice. sort of callback. I assumed it was the make of gun, but I Well, it was also it, the so. make of gun, I think. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, I didn't Isn't know it? that. I, I have no idea. That it was a ref- but it's also they kind of got both in. Did you like the banana gun by the way? Yeah, I don't know. I do I didn't, Eccleston I did callback. And I didn't. <laughs> Good source of potassium. Yeah. <laughs> I think I settled on not liking that scene, the the whole Sherlock gun. Oh, I know you know. I know you know. Yeah. I know you know. <laughs> I think the first first time we watched it, I was kind of going, oh, yeah, that was interesting. I was, oh, he set that one. Oh, he set that one up as well. Oh, and that one. Up oh, yeah. yeah. And then so the second time we watched it, I generally didn't look at the screen. I was just <laughs> reading some other notes. Well, well, I mean, then- you didn't want to get motion sickness as you went <laughs> <laughs> yeah. through 360 degrees and five dimensions. But the annoying thing then is that she says, oh, the, uh, a gun was never meant for you or something and she kills him with the lipstick anyway. So it's mm. like, well, why were we trying to shoot him? I guess she she knew that he would stop her. So she, I, I don't know. Took it as a bluff, really. She, yeah. She had a lot of options. Yeah. That's the one that worked. Why didn't the lipstick um, harm her in any way? Uh, Miriam asked the same thing and I said, oh, easy peasy, she's immune to the poison. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, she went <laughs> to Australia and she built up a tolerance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slowly but surely, over the course of ten years, yeah, yeah, she started as a toddler. <laughs> That's what they put in crack these days. Yeah, oh yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, so can I just interrupt the please. bitching for a second? Please, please, please. Sorry for using that word. Matt Smith's acting in this episode, I Par thought. Excellence. Yeah. I thought he really did a tour de force, uh, struggling to keep going. I mean, I, mm. I hated the fact that the three minutes he had left to die was the longest three minutes in all of Doctor Who history. And that is saying <laughs> something. Yeah. But the way he was progressively weak and fighting against it and on yeah. his own in the TARDIS with Amelia Pond, he, he did some seriously good work, I thought. Oh, he's fantastic. Mm. I think he might be my favourite Doctor. Actually. <gasps> oh, he's oh. absolutely my... Of the new ones. Of the new ones. Of the new ones. Yeah. Oh. Because I've been thinking he's been a bit sort of subdued in this series as he's sort of set back from everyone else sort of covering up that he's actually died. But mm. in this one, he got some scenes on his own and really carried them off. Mm. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a breath of fresh air. It feels oh. like it hasn't happened in a while. Did you like his Top Hat Tales and Sonic Kane? Absolutely. I did. I loved it. Loved and I loved the uh, line, always waste time when you have none. Yes. Oh, yes. Excellent yeah. line. And what was the other one? 
Never knowingly be serious. Yeah. Was that one of them? I hated that, like that he said it twice. The first time he said it, I was like, yes, that's nice. And then he said it again. I was like, all right, we heard you the first time. Come on. I don't think I liked the TARDIS voice interface bit. Oh, yeah. I d- Why not? Again, I feel like it was someone had an idea mm. and they didn't know how to write a scene. So they had to repeat the same line for literally three minutes yeah. and then mixed it up with. Because it feels adjusted. like, what's know. the point of having a, a voice interface that looks like a friend if they're then going to just sit there going, I am a voice interface, I am not, like, there's yeah, no well, point. It's like he has and to it's also not the person under the TARDIS. No. Yeah, It's exactly. like he's trying to break the TARDIS programming, and it's just weird. It, yeah. There's no setup for it to make sense. And I really hated the just, like, let's just flash all of the old companions up. Oh, like, oh but we got to see Donna. No. Oh, don't remind That's me. That's why you hated it, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. But they were <laughs> they they were all in leather jackets. I'd never noticed before. Every every companion has to wear leather. Like it's your. It's know. the so called Tom Cruise clause. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. In that vein of thinking, why should he be guilty about Martha? Did Did he abandon her in the same way as the other? I thought she was. Just kind of left. She made her walk the earth like in she, Kung Fu. She left she kind of did him that. because she... Uh... <laughs> How are you still bringing that up? <laughs> so proud. Sorry. Um, she, yeah, she, she, she was in love with him and he couldn't love her back in the same way. And so she left to save her oh, own. Oh, yeah, like, but... Yeah, and he's all mopey about Rose the whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. Terrible wet blanket. Yeah, he so. didn't treat Moth very well. And no. He probably showed guess. her the worst time of anyone, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I true. did. Poor Martha. Hmm. All right, fine. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> she shout Expelliarmus. That was her big moment. <laughs> oh. But yeah, she 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 doesn't have the same level of guilt attached as Rose or Donna should have. Yeah, and she and she was thrown in there like they're all the same. Like I've abandoned everybody and ruined all these lives. And actually, Martha's happy now. She's with she married um, Mickey Ricky Mickey Ricky. Oh yeah, of course. And she's like off kicking ass and being a super cool agent somewhere. Doing yeah. Oh yeah, that's really gross. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's like genuinely gross. Oh. I mean, it, it, clearly, because she's just, she's not happy romantically, so now she's chosen a life of violence. Oh. Mickey Ricky is, what is he going to do? Well, Shoot shit up. Yeah, exactly. Avoid being killed by uh, potato chaps who get sledgehammered in the back of the head by the doctor who just waves and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stupid scene that was. <laughs> Why are they in that? Oh, no. I'll back to that. Anyway. But yeah, I just I always like um, an appearance by little Amelia. I think she's dead cute, and I did like the fish fingers and custard. But who says oh, fish yeah, fingers exactly. and custard? Is that in the Doctor's head? Because it's not it the sound, interface. Yeah, surely. it sounds very different. Or is it what Jim was saying that maybe he actually even succeeded in breaking the programming of the TARDIS? And then is it the TARDIS that said it? You said he was trying to break the programming. Well, right? So maybe that maybe yeah. that's what he succeeded in doing. Do you think the TARDIS said it? Because he knew that's I, she knew that's what he needed. I didn't <laughs> assume anything other than Matardis saying it, to mm-hmm. be honest. But because no, that was just enough it, it to give him that little bit of like oomph for him to. I genuinely thought when that came up, because it then cuts from that to a restaurant. I, yeah. I thought it was going to go and eat fish fingers and custard. Yeah, and that that was going to be a cure <sighs> for his him. the yes. poison. Yeah. Oh no, me too. Oh, sweet. Oh, high five. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I thought it was well, but it's fine. Would that, have, would that have been a better a better ending? Well, it, it should have been that he mixed up some potion, and other than tasting like burnt onions, it would taste like fish fingers and custard, and then he mm. cures himself. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, the ending we got 
I admit that we watched this seven years ago, but my memory is terrible. You all know this. Oh, yeah, we do. And I did call it. <laughs> well done. About 10 minutes before it was, I was like, the only force left that could bring him back is Rivers Regeneration Energy. Mm. And it's going to take away all our future regenerations, and that's going to clear that up. And lo, that was what happened. Yeah. Uh, but does it even fucking matter? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait. Well, no, because because he doesn't die here. He's got to die somewhere else. So there is no peril. You're right. But he would have died there. There was apparently a poison that could have killed him Son's regeneration. Regeneration is just a widget to decide if they want to have a new actor in or not. It's basically what it's boiled down to. Yeah. It's a bit of a shame. You'd think in this endless war against the Doctor, they'd stockpile you know, Judas tree poison. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, Eye Patch Lady isn't... Wait, what's Judas tree poison? That's what they used. Oh, is that what... God damn it. Some of you <laughs> Were you even watching? I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Doctor Who? <laughs> yeah, he did say that, didn't he? Did he did say that. Oh, he did. Oh, yes. Oh, uh, wait. I, I made a note of the soundbite. 31 minutes and 30 seconds in. You say she killed the Doctor. The Doctor? Doctor Who? Doctor Who? No. I like it when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I do like it because, no. I mean, after the Remind first time... Remind me the context. What, what, what was he saying again? I can't remember. I, I, yeah, I can't remember the context. <laughs> uh, well, I, did you not hear the soundbite just now? <laughs> <laughs> but after the first time it happens, the second, third, fourth time, and Moffat is fond of mm. putting it in, it's a dead line. Yeah, but oh, I know, I know. They say you killed the doctor, and then he's like, "Doctor Who," because like I'm still alive, so it's obviously not yeah. me you're talking about. So oh, it right, make sense. it's top hat and tails leaning out of the TARDIS door. Yeah, isn't it? and he looks very cool while he says it. Oh, he does. Yeah, he looks straight into. He has the longest feet. <laughs> There's a shot of like the underside of his shoes, like his shoe, his shoe soles from the point of view of the ground, basically. Yeah, yeah. And he has the longest feet. <laughs> well, that's why he's so good at football. Hang on, I wanted to say something about this. Uh, about the previous thing, the regeneration thing, whatever. He, he, she gives him regeneration energy. Mm. The reason for that is said by the um, fish finger and custards, whatever apparition, who says regeneration is disabled. Is that because doctors on, or Gallifreyans only get thirteen lives? No, because we've already had. Have we already had that? Isn't he on an extra? Was. Because he gets, at the 50th anniversary, he gets, he gets more energy lives. from the... Right, exactly. <gasps> so this yeah. would have been his last... I think so. <gasps> uh, I, and I, isn't that why Matt Smith grows, like, crazy super-duper old in the, for the 50th? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, through the crack, they send I to- more energy. I totally yeah. thought, oh, God, the, the Judas thing was... Had somehow taken away his regeneration. I thought oh. they said any, things on that line. Any... Any oh, time really? lord that had it at any point, it would do the same thing. I'd sort of hadn't remembered yeah. that it. They didn't make it clear that it was his last regeneration. Well, it is unclear. It's just yeah, famously fuzzy numbering, yeah, and counting of lives, yeah. Well, it's not even fully canon, is it? They just kind of like had to do with it because fans got fixated on it. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah, exactly. how I've kind of understood it. Oh, but I, I don't, don't know really when know. it said. It might be said in Classic Who at some point, but yeah. we've not come across it yet. Anyway, as far as I want, <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> But yeah, anyways, like, regeneration disabled. Uh, I didn't even catch that whole Judas tree thing, whatever, the poison. I was going to say that Patch Lady doesn't mind using the same device two weeks running in in terms of the flesh. So, you know, just come back next week with a different weapon and and some more Judas tree poison. But Um, if what you say is correct, 
about re- well, no, it would still work on Matt Smith because he hasn't got more what? regenerations now. Ah. What happens with the astronaut? Because I'm pretty sure the astronaut shoots twice. And that's While he is regenerating. Exactly. Right? Yeah, they make so a point. He is regenerating. Yes. I don't think that yes. he completes that regeneration. I think he starts. But, but, it, and and that's the point. They say oh, shot midway wait, through. Wait. And that's what she says. If you get killed during a regeneration, then, then you're dead. You can't come back from yeah. that. I'm sure I'm, that. I'm pretty sure at this point, we are expecting Matt Smith to be able to regenerate. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so hang on. I, I can call bullshit on that for two points. Number yeah. one being Tenant, number two being River Song. So Tenant is mid-regeneration uh, in Christmas Invasion. Even gets his arm chopped off or hand chopped off. So he's still regenerating. He grows a new hand. And he's completely fine. In and in this, this episode, one, River gets shot. Exactly. Yeah. She's like, oh, well, I'm mid regeneration. I can fucking like use <laughs> my weird Gallifrey and super. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She just comes on all the Nazis and they die. Mm. So that I don't buy that. But you've, I think, I think this is a plot hole. I think you've stumbled upon like a massive canonical plot hole. Mm. I don't think that he should have started regenerating at Lake Silencio because he's out of regeneration energy. So how? Mm. Many, so let's just be, let's be clear. How many regenerations does a Time Lord? Isn't it something get. like they get 30... I think I've read that they get 13, 13 lives. sounds right, right to me. So, okay, so, and he's Doctor... And t- he was Tenant twice, basically, right? And also Hurt. Uh, but the Hurt one, I don't know if that one counts, because... How can it, it not? No, it because does it, count. Does because, it count? Yeah. Be- but he, he regenerates only because he drinks that magic potion from the Sisterhood of Khan. Oh, Gordon Bennett. Oh. Eccleston you know is the ninth Doctor. Is, he is not the tenth de- Doctor. Does Tenant actually... Like, is it another full regeneration? Yeah, it just comes. I think that one counts <gasps> twice, and then we get to um, we. That's why at the very end, like Matt Smith, as far as I recall, in the fiftieth anniversary, Matt Smith is like, I refuse to die because when I die, it's done. <sighs> and so he grows to be like ten million a, years a old or whatever more, it is. And then we get Capaldi. I mean, we yeah. we could chase each other around this and become the most stereotypical Doctor Who podcast ever, and <laughs> never talk about anything. Oh, else. people love listening to this. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, her is still the same time. Lord, he's yes. only not given the name Doctor. Yeah, no, but like we are saying, it's not a regeneration. Exactly, it's it, like, so it, it's an artificially um, induced regeneration. Induced it's it's yeah. basically it's the liquid equivalent of the wibbly wobbly energy that like, they sent to Matt Smith at the end of the fifty. They're just giving him an extra one. The sisterhood. Yeah, I think so. Mm. I think it's like, oh, well, you've got to regenerate, but... Like, Don't either, waste I, one, we'll give you... Yeah, or spare. maybe he doesn't want to commit suicide or whatever it is. So it's like, here, take... Oh, and we can control it. Do you want to be a priest? Do you want to be a warrior? Do you want to be a healer? He's like, I want to be a warrior, dude. Do that. That's interesting. I don't know. I don't know if it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting <laughs> because it means it sort of means that it is every regeneration you are a different character. You're a warrior or you're a healer Tinker or you're a, a tailor. Like it's or not a just a yeah. physical <laughs> nice. change. It is a personality change as well, which we've so, we've talked about before that every doctor is different. Yeah. They just have this like kind of collective memories, I guess. Yeah. But that's getting ahead of ourselves. Um I like that the TARDIS teaches River to fly. I don't think I've made my mind up whether I like that or not. I, th- I think is that's that wonderful. What happens? Yeah, she because um, I, she always teases the doctor about like, oh, I was taught by the best, and like, and we always assume that the doctor taught her to fly. But it was actually the time, and it always really annoyed me because I was like, she knows things that the doctor doesn't know. How can he have taught her this in the future? Yeah, um, and yeah, it's because she got she is the child of the TARDIS, so the TARDIS is looking after her and. And like telling her everything that even things she hasn't told the doctor in like however many hundred years. Does it make the TARDIS a bit omnipotent though? Because the TARDIS 
knows that River kills the Doctor, but must know that River doesn't really kill the Doctor. Otherwise, why would she... Is that omnipotent or omniscient? Probably that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was 50-50 and went with one. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Say that again. So the TARDIS knows what? The TARDIS knows that... Well, everyone knows... Well, the Doctor knows that River kills him. Mm. Potentially. Yeah. As we established in the previous episode, I think. Uh-huh. Um, and definitely so in this one. You yeah. would assume that the TARDIS also knows that. Yeah, that's a fair assumption. Because the Doctor knows. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So why would she help River unless she knows that Because at this point that's in time, undoable. River is trying to help Amy and Rory and therefore help the Doctor. So, mm, And yeah. the TARDIS knows that time can be rewritten. Um and also, doesn't, does the TARDIS know? She knows past, present, future. We learned this when she was in human form and she was getting all the tenses mixed up because she sees, she does sort of see everything. Yeah, I don't know. I just, just find it a bit weird. Interesting. That it's, it, it's not really a massive plot point. It's just, there we go. Fliver can, fl- Fliver? Fliver <laughs> 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 can fly the TARDIS now. But I, do, but I like it because it, it fills in questions that I've had in previous episodes. So yeah. it's a nice little nod back. Is it that actually the we should never ever have felt anything major about her having murdered the doctor as when she was a kid because we have already met her as a grown up she has already been judged by everyone who's important so to speak in mm. the show and clearly she's been found to be innocent enough yeah well i think it's always it wasn't her it was she was brainwashed into doing it you can't hold her responsible for those actions oh yeah this is a very Picky thing in a way, but I was slightly puzzled that the Botasalacta, it's the only way I can remember how it was said now, <laughs> um, they know her as Melody Pond. It's like Melody Pond is the person that killed the Doctor. Oh, yeah. But all throughout the rest of this series, River's been locked up for murdering someone, and it's been implied lots of times that it's for murdering the Doctor. But, um, it's, but it's River. Yeah, she's. So why, why aren't there records Doctor saying, song or Professor saying song? River Song mm. is the murderer? Why are they saying Melody Pond? Only because she doesn't know the name River Song yet. Yeah, because it makes sense in this this episode. Well, now that there's someone called Mel's who's been there all along, it makes slightly more sense. Yeah. <laughs> I just it seemed like a time traveling unit of vigilantes would have the right name, and it doesn't seem like that that, that name would be Melody Pond, or it would at least list more than one. AKA, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think they put too many little things in this, and they didn't think any of them through. <laughs> Agreed. Mm. Yeah. It's just throwing it all at the wall and seeing what sticks. I'll tell you one thing. Vampires in Venice is not a belter. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did the same thing. I've forgotten about that. That's wonderful. <laughs> Who thinks that's a belter oh. on the writing staff? Throw them out immediately. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that as well. I can't even remember the context, but I remember going, what? No, not of all the things. No. (laughs) Amy's telling stories or something. I think think Mel's is dying in Hitler's office. And Uh, Amy, tell her about vampires in Venice. That's the best one I can think of right now. (laughs) Maybe that's an inside joke. It must be. (laughs) That's actually a sick burn. (laughs) I found um, uh, a note that... It kind of delves a little bit deeper into something that we discussed before, which is um, time can be rewritten. Remember Kennedy? Oh, yeah. Oh, I missed that line. <laughs> I, I've got Taste to write your own down. medicine. So that's that's the quote. Time can be rewritten. Remember Kennedy? Fine. We've discussed the whole time can be rewritten thing. But wait, what 
was changed about the Kennedy situation. I'm I'm assuming this is about the assassination. We have. Is there a TARDIS landing sunny side up on the grassy knoll? Is that what you're asking? Well, there's a picture of Eccleston uh, during that not procession, like when he's in when Kennedy's in the car mm. shortly before the assassination. There's the motorcade. A, the motor. Thank you. It's the words. There's a picture of Eccleston in the crowd in Rose, right in the mm. very first episode. I think so. Oh, Ooh. Yeah. yeah, the guy who has his weird bang shed, and he invites Rose and Mickey Ricky into it. And his wife is like, "Yo, no, I'm completely fine with you bringing these two perfect strangers into your fucking bang shed, you crazy pervert." And and, uh, and he shows them all these photos. He's like, "Oh, I've got a clipbook. Here's Eccleston. Don't ask me how I got these photos. I'm just a dude with a shed." Anyway, I I kind of want there to be someone on the writing staff that's just a massive Red Dwarf fan because the Tesselector people are. A little bit like the Inquisitor, if anyone's seen that witch. Oh, okay. So it's this robot that lives to the end of time and decides that there's no afterlife, there's no God, there's nothing. It's just people and robots they've made. And so he develops time travel and goes back and basically judges everyone. <laughs> and that came years before this, I assume. Oh, yeah, way, way. Well, this is entirely unoriginal, then, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> but it, it doesn't take them out at the end to punish them. He replaces them with, like, unfertilized eggs and the sperm that never made it and oh. so you get you get a different version of the ca- the character <laughs> appearing mm. but also they do the the kennedy assassination and oh really they accidentally prevent lee harvey oswald from shooting um kennedy at the start but then by the end of it realize that they've cocked up the timeline enough and kennedy needed to die then <laughs> and so they end up shooting kennedy <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, no, no, they get they get him to shoot himself. That's it. They, yeah. <laughs> so they rewrite so, time twice to be exactly as it was before. Yeah. yeah. I so think I, I don't this know. This is if a pretty good theory. I don't know if that is a little nod that he be. was meant to die. Then that's you know what we know of history. Like even if it's not Red Dwarf, you know, but maybe they're saying like he had to die then, and we made it happen. <laughs> huh. I reckon that is exactly what happened. There is a writer on staff who loves Red Dwarf and that this should go on the TARDIS Wiki trivia page. (laughs) (laughs) Credit Jim. (laughs) Well done. There's a character we were talking, just the other day, we were talking about um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. There's a character in Hitchhiker's Guide who goes yes. and uh, judges, not judges, like just tells everyone off. You're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a dick. You're a preposterous bastard. <laughs> no, you, you're quite right. That predates everything. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sorry, I was trying to think of the character's name, but... I can't remember it either. Mm. That's not the guy who... No, it's not the guy who gets reincarnated. And I was stuck on that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there might be some crossover. It might be the same character, because th- yeah. there's at some point... Arthur Dent has a bone, like a rabbit bone in his beard. And, yeah, it's like, and he that's turns, the bone <laughs> that's from... I was a rabbit, and I got reincarnated at this guy. <laughs> oh, Hitchhikers was brilliant. <laughs> so good. Anyway, Doctor Who. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not entirely... You know, separate. Douglas Adams wrote for Doctor Who. He did. Yeah. Yeah. I read some of his biography. It was like a lifelong ambition. Oh, really? Yeah. He spent ages like trying to get stuff onto Doctor Who. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. It was like, I think his big break in a way actually was writing one of the episodes finally. Cool. So how blasé is Hitler and his security <laughs> detail? <laughs> no, no one's even looking up at his window when a blue blocks, blue blocks, a blue box crashes in from space completely totals the whole heart wall of the building. There's gunfire heard from the office of the Fuhrer and no one comes running in. 
No. The yeah. assumption is that the janitor has killed everyone. They do make a reference to like soundproofing it. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but, but I think the I giant like, hole yeah, in the yeah. wall fucks that up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> people do react when River jumps out of the window. I mean, the people outside react. And they are five floors up, but they've lived with five-story buildings for quite a long time. Oh, wait, hang on. She survives that fall. She's in regeneration. Yeah. Exactly. It's the same as being shot when you're being regenerated, or when you're regenerating. It's you're, You jump out a bloody building. Yeah. How does Rory get down there? They go the long way, I think. Yeah, I think so too. She's too busy orgasming from bullets, and then they catch up. Yeah, she's too busy shimmying. Oh, it's a great shimmy there. (laughs) (laughs) The hairs everywhere. (laughs) Oh, Rory though. We need to talk about Rory because on his right hook, he decks two people. He does. Rory is on fire. He has the amazing line of um, being asked if he can ride a motorbike. I expect so. It's that kind of a day. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. Yeah, Rory's on top four. He also does. I can't remember the line now. We should written it down. But he also does a little clue. Scottish clue. accent. Yeah, when he does oh, a little. Yes. What was it? <laughs> he, mock, he mocks Amy. <laughs> she goes like, "We should look for a clue," and he's, he's like, "A clue." <laughs> okay, all of Berlin. How do we find her? I don't know. Look for clues. Clues? What kind of clues? Shut. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Jim, yeah. it's weird how you're suddenly mad for Rory and keen on doing his voice. <laughs> I also like I just feel um, something for the guy. When <laughs> when Mel's is shot and Amy and Rory run over to her, um, and they're like, "What do we do? What do we do?" And Amy asks Rory. She goes, "Rory, what do we do?" She like every point before this, she would have asked the doctor, and it's like, "No, she's our daughter. Let's ask the trained qualified nurse." Slash her dad. Slash, yeah, husband. And, yeah. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I kind of liked their childhood romance. I did. And sweet little Rory, who's the butt of all the jokes. Oh, Oh, little Rory. My very first note just says, young Rory is the most. I love him. But, yeah, the (laughs) stupid revelation that he likes her and she obviously likes him a bit, but didn't really know it. Like... It's cheesy as fuck, but I kind of like it. But even yeah. younger, like Kid Rory. Yeah. I've written down Kid Rory is so sad and adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Miriam was just going, kind of like, Oh, little Rory. Oh, no. Put him in your pocket. His little, <laughs> his little hair, his little like mullet hair. They really <laughs> picked cute. a good kid yeah. to portray young All of Rory. Them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I liked Arthur Dover with his pudding bowl haircut, which apparently stands for de aged student. Main character in yeah. everything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was. I thought that was that was quite tender when when Karen Gillan turns to Mel's. I don't know her name, unfortunately, and and the look of surprise on her face. Yeah, I thought that was nice. The penny in the air. I love that line. You didn't. The what? The what? Sorry. She goes penny in the air, and then. She's just smug. Later, she goes, penny drops. I wrote down, um, it's my favourite thing, I'm going to steal it. I'm going to start using that. <laughs> Do you love it? Wait, no. wait, I don't understand. Wait, what What was this? She says, you know, like the penny dropped is like a phrase. Yeah. Um. So she says it a couple of times. She goes, penny in the air. So when um Amy goes, he's gay, Rory goes, oh, she's a friend at the same time. And uh, oh, Mel's yeah. goes, penny in the air. And then they work out 
this confusion. Yeah. No, that's you're right. And that's then she a goes, fantastic Penny line. drops. Yeah, it is a fantastic it line. It is a really good Drew line. Drew shook his head at me. Drew, you're, you're missing Drew. out. Well, if you want to come across as a smarmy know-it-all, then bring it into everyday <laughs> conversation. <laughs> that's the thing. I don't know if I'd have much call for it. Yeah, because we're all so on the ball. <laughs> Nothing gets past us. Least of all, Leon. <laughs> So the the actress who played uh, Mel's, uh, apologies if I mispronounce this, Nina, I'm going to say Toussaint White, she's been on a lot of TV shows. And before Doctor Who, before she was Mel's, her main uh, role was as Sid on EastEnders. 41 episodes. She was a proper regular on on a... That's like six weeks. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Well, no, maybe 10 weeks. Wait. They get like five a day, a week, don't they? Oh, really? Five a day. I don't watch that shit. I don't know. I was assuming it was once a week or something, but it's once a day. Okay, you know what? Uh, Sorry, Mel's. I mean, uh, Nina to St. White's. No, she's she's been on tons of shows. Bodyguards, Game Uncle, Emmerdale. Nice. Holby City, Doctors, Switch. So where all the others have been, yeah. Et cetera, et cetera, yeah. The Bill, Casualty. Yeah. She's got the full British set. She's, yeah. been on, she's been on Doctors. She would have been on London's been. Burning if that was still going. <laughs> Probably Heartbeat too. <laughs> and the kid who played Young Mel's has been on exactly one show, namely Doctor Who, as Young Mel's. Oh. What's Rory, Young Rory being in? Oh, I'm finding out. I'm finding out. I'm finding out. I'm finding out. <laughs> Young Rory. What? Oh my god! Oh my god! The best name, Liam. Liam. Oh my god, Liam. What's the name of the actor who plays Young Rory? Oh my god. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Leon is about to explode. Oh my god. So will you two be? Oh my god, it's the best name. It is the best name of anyone ever. And you know what? It's so appropriate. Ezekiel Wigglesworth. Oh, wow. No, it's not. It is Ezekiel Wigglesworth. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness, Ezekiel. I hope you're listening. You have the oh best name I've God. ever heard of anyone ever since the invention of names. That is such an appropriate name. <laughs> Ezekiel Wigglesworth. Well has done, been on- parent. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my that God, was specifically so there wouldn't be anyone else on Equity's books with that name. <laughs> How do we sidestep the surname of Wigglesworth? <laughs> I've got it. Just don't call him Biggles. That's <laughs> all. <laughs> Does he? Have, oh no, there's no proper bio. The only bio is Ezekiel Wigglesworth is an actor known for Doctor Who. <laughs> Not known for his glorious, majestic name. Oh, Ezekiel. Oh, well done. And side note: Everyone watch the three percent mm. on Netflix. Oh. Still haven't seen that. For more Ezekiel fun. Yeah, if you're a fan of Ezekiel, then... Yeah, or there's the Bible. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I've got a question, and Uh this was actually my very, very first note. Oh. Which is that Demons Run, 52nd Century, and Amy and Rory are waiting patiently for their time traveller all summer to get back to them. Why does that time have to pass? Why can't he rock up six weeks earlier? In, in his magic box. In order to... I have the answer to that. I'm sorry. Oh, does oh. someone else want to answer that? No. Uh, I'm basing this solely on uh, Todd's Wikia Trivia. It was in order to sync up the timelines with the viewers back home. Okay. Because this is the first episode uh, of the uh, After the Summer break. Mm. Uh, and thus, they have just passed to the summer. Because otherwise, it's... Like it's awesome time and people are watching like glorious weather and whatever. So you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. If it yeah. if it takes place next week, that matches the story, but you're left fuming for another reason. But you're absolutely right. That makes no sense. Why are why would they wait all summer to then go and make a bloody crop circle? Mm. Even though I really like that they make a crop circle. Yeah. I'd... Wait, I'm very confused. Why? 
What? <laughs> why, do, why do they have to wait at all? Well, that's the point. Wait, actually, that's a good point. Why well, do they have why, to wait? They get dumped back at any point. They can go back. We don't know when they got picked up, do we, originally? That's true. Yeah, it's we basically, left them at Demon's Run, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. No, that's, a, that's also a fair point. It's basically so that when they go, we've waited all summer, it syncs up with all the viewers back home who have waited all summer for Doctor Who to come back. So, and now yeah. the summer's over. They made them, them wait because we waited. But I yeah. guess it's, right. uh, like Which means they Bravo are, writing team. They are the worst parents. <laughs> the audience <laughs> who waited. For Amy and Rory, you, um, they're waiting because they think the doctor will come. They're like, maybe today will be the day that he arrives. And then he doesn't. And they're like, let's not rush him. I'm sure he's doing his best. And they're all, they just only have human time and they can't, you know, they're just trying to be patient. Yeah, but the doctor has doctor time, so he could just. Completely yeah, fix that for them. They don't them. think about the crop circle plan until... Maybe they've been trying to get hold of him or somewhere and this is the first one that worked. Oh, I see. Because he's not reading all of the local newspapers, is he? Mm. But why doesn't he just pop in and go, oh, it's all right, I haven't found it yet, but give, give me five minutes. <laughs> Goes away for three years, comes back five minutes later, so found her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 No, well, that's what he should have Bad done. friend. Bad yeah. parents. Bad, bad friend. friend. Yeah. Okay, another question. So they, they grew up with Mel's. I mean, so say. It's what they claim. In this version of the timeline, they grow up with alongside Mel's. They leave with the Doctor. Mel stays on Earth. They leave with the Doctor. They have their crazy adventures, including, like, boning in the TARDIS and creating Mel's to begin with and yada, yada, yada. They come back to Earth. Do they come back to Earth exactly when they left Mel's? Or do they come back to Earth later on and go, Mel's, you won't believe where we've been? Tell her all about it. And at this point, Melz has been unsupervised on Earth with no means of leaving the Earth or going elsewhere. You know, she, her crazy personality will have just been roaming freely. Mm. Which happened? And if so, what happened? And how could she not be interested in where they've been? Yeah. And when the TARDIS shows up, does she just go, oh, is this the blue box? Is it like this? This is the thing. No, it's some other blue box that looks exactly like that thing that you've seen since you were a toddler. That's your reason for existing. Exactly. Is this the thing? Are you the guy? I don't know. Oh, you know what? Now I remember the, oh, your hotline. I did hear that line. (laughs) (laughs) I've got another questionable line. Okay. Which is when River says, what does he mean? She's the child of the TARDIS. The line after that is, mum, dad, tell me all about your wedding nights. (laughs) Has that got anything to do with it? (laughs) (laughs) Creepy. (laughs) Oh, super creepy. So the recap at the start of this, to go all the way back, gives us the silence. And then we get one line in this episode. To say that the silence is who sent Mel. And the silence is not a species. Exactly. Organisation. Yeah. When you saw the silence with the big terrifying like butthole faces, like yeah. I mm. assumed mm. that that was the Watch silence. Watch Preacher, butthole face. Yeah. But it's not. They're just, they all just happen. They're just a religious Those order. Those particular silences looked like that, but there can be silences that look like anything. Exactly. I, the, um, yeah, I wrote down the quote, I think... I wrote down the quote. Yeah, I may have, if I misheard this, I wrote down, silence is an academy of the question, mm. which leads us back to something that we were talking about before, the Doctor Who gag. Yeah. And the question, if I 
The first question in the universe. It's Doctor Who, isn't it? That's <gasps> it. It's like Doctor Who? Spoilers. Well, is, is that it? I don't know. Maybe I I'm misremembering. So. That's what I remembered anyway. Yeah. That I don't like. That's, I like the yeah. gag incidental characters going, Doctor Who? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. But, I, but Doctor Who is not a question. Don't make the show about this. Exactly. It's right without any context. Exactly. Like, it's a meaningless <laughs> reference to Cushing movies that are non-canonical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. So wait, are we going to get silence people who are like just humans? Squid people? Well, well, equally, you get good pe- versions of that race that we've only encountered so far as evil silence fighting on the Doctor's side, don't you, in the time of the Doctor? Oh, that must be really shit because they have no friends because no one ever remembers them. Oh, and yeah. also we've told everyone to kill them on sight. <laughs> oh, bugger. Oh. Yeah, so we're killing all the good guys too. Yeah, because the Doctor didn't explain the finely nuanced points about actually they're a religious order. It's not everyone of that particular appearance. Carry on like this and Doctor's going to mean something completely different. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the main thing is it bugged me that they threw in the, um, the little teaser. Yeah, it felt like that, you were going to get an answer. That, yeah, there's going to be m- there's more stuff about that big arc you haven't crap just forgotten that's been going on it. and it got really confusing because yeah. we shifted around who the bad guy was and killed off who you thought was the bad guy. But now they're back again. But they're not the thing you thought they were. But now it's just one line in the the, the episode. I'm um, certain that mm. there is at least one silence chap in like a men in black outfit, that kind of silence guy. A silent. A, si- a silence. <laughs> uh, in that uh, Church of the Papal mainframe episode where the doctor goes completely uh, naked to enter the church. Mm. That only I remember. So, but the silent is in his suit. He's in his suit, yeah. Doesn't he need to be naked too? Uh, I the suit don't is naked. The suit is naked. It's That's what, what they look like. like. Yeah. yeah. No, you're Why right. else would they have no, suits? No, we saw them naked in the sewers. Then they all suits. No, on? they were wearing suits. No. Yeah. They're grossos. No. They were like in subterranean poo tunnels wearing like black tie. I had pictured them naked. Oh, well, well you know that's what? what you're doing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> This isn't so much a topic of conversation, but I have written in my notes, uh, River grew up hearing firsthand how great the Doctor was, like over and over again, over a number of years. But then at the very end, she still has to ask if he's worth it. Yeah. True. Oh, but it's, but, like, it's just that validation. It's just somebody, like, she's giving up, like, however many potential lives she has left. She could live for, she could live for a thousand years, like he has. And she's giving all of that up, and it's just that... Like, turning to a mother and saying, like, is this the right thing to do? Hmm. Like, it's not, a, it's not a genuine question. She's not about to weigh up the pros and cons of the doctor's life versus hers. But it's just like, should I be doing this? I'm not even convinced hmm. she really knows what she's giving. Oh, really? You think? I don't well, think Amy knows what she's agreeing to. Because she's just like, yeah, 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 go for it. And, um, but, yeah, she's effectively cutting her daughter's life in, like... Yeah. I, I don't think, oh, that's true. I, I don't think yeah. anyone other than the doctor really knows what sacrifice up, yeah. River just gave. Yeah. Which is why he's, he's, he's the one that's kind of like, what have you done? Mm. And also, yeah. how can you go in expecting to have to give more than one regeneration yeah. to bring the Doctor back to life? Yeah. Because yeah. you think you're going to keep all the rest. To give one up, but yeah. say, I've got like eight spare over here. That's fine. But yeah. To, well, why would to you think it was, it was finite? Like, she's regenerated twice. It's yeah, like, oh, there you go. I'm immortal. Great. She didn't grow up with the Time Lords. She doesn't know the rules. She no. only knows like three she people doesn't know anything that about just it. told her today. Yeah. 
Are there rules for this? Is there someone who's gone, well, as far as research has shown us, people who are conceived inside the time vortex, they have X amount guess, of regeneration. Yeah, we don't know. I don't think, I think all of this is very, anomaly. yeah, it's like, it's guesswork. Yeah. yeah. So maybe she only had one left and that was her one. Maybe she's got five million left and the doctor's totally wrong. She just gave up like three. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason, whatever happens in the uh, library kills her. Oh, yeah. oh cuz she now has she no regeneration. Exactly. That's yeah. it. She's given up. She's no longer a like, I mean, a that's why it's in there because we've seen her die already. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. That's it. But yeah. as that same actress. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. she can't regenerate again. Yeah. Yeah, and as the 3 minutes tick down to its dying seconds, I couldn't help but think could you move just a little bit quicker towards the doctor <laughs> with those healing hands creeping interminably across the screen towards his neck? No, I think he was already dead. He said, I died and she brought me back. So and no one ever asked him about the afterlife or anything. No. Sure. One other minor Missed opportunities. I, I kind of like, in a way, that it's not an elegant death for the doctor. He's just sprawled out on the He's steps. Yeah. yeah. There's bits of paper flying around and, yeah, and... But obviously they make a big point that his last act is still trying to save his companions. Mm. I yeah. think it's quite nice. Yeah. And he still looks classy. So yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Leading a good looking corpse. Yeah. Ratings? Yeah. Let's. And now it is time to rate this. Did we laugh or hate this? Bing bong, bing bong. Hey, la 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 la. Ratings. Okay, I have a Tracy from America style rating. Mm-hmm. Of pixelated shapeshift. <laughs> oh, Okay. Because I have no idea. I mean, this episode, there are great lines, there are funny lines, there are also terrible lines. When Mel's is lying on the ground, she says, well, you might as well ask them because they're right here. I felt so sorry for the actress having to deliver that line, and I haven't felt that way since early Tenant. (laughs) (laughs) And, oh, dear. Abby liked this episode better than the Vincent one. She said this one was less corny, which is ironic because it starts in an actual cornfield. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. I was going to do a sort of Stanley-wide rating for this one, but I think I'm going to have to give it a 2.3. And it's a soft 2.3 that... Uh (laughs) I mean, it's the sort that might actually be a 1.5 if I could just find the time to think and make sense of all the stuff that is thrown at the screen in this episode and none of it gels together. I mean, I did like, in a way, how the episode took off in a completely different direction and I also didn't like it at the same time. So, ugh. (laughs) My one word rating is blurg. (laughs) Nice. Who wants to follow that one? Um, I might, actually. Okay. Let's hear it, Jim. Because the number I started with was 2.3. Oh! <laughs> it's not the number I ended with. <laughs> <laughs> higher or lower? I, higher or lower? What do we think? We have a guess each? I think lower. after that, it's going to be lower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I really don't know what the hell this episode is, I think, for the most part. <laughs> like, the Hitler thing we've kind of dismissed as irrelevant and a waste or... Even worse, I don't know how to settle on that. I mean, they might as well uh, call it Let's Kill Mel's. They might have, yeah. yeah. Let's bring Mel's to life and immediately kill her. <laughs> <laughs> like that, the, it reminded me actually of Buffy a bit, where they bring Dawn into the series, and they, they, yes. they, there's nothing about it. You're meant to just kind of accept like, that this character has existed for this whole time. But they do it really well. Like I, I remember watching the start of that Buffy series thinking, did I like pass out for the last few years and this character's been in every episode up to this point 
But with Mel's, it just felt like it was shoehorned in, and they only do it in one episode. Like, if you wanted to do something like that, do it properly. Like, think about it. Make her a character that you're suddenly kind of going, oh, hang on, I'm a bit puzzled how we missed this before, and I care about her, and, oh, no, 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 she's just thrown in there. She goes, she's River. Okay, she's River all along. Fine, Mel's was just shit. Great. Mm. (laughs) Um, The test selector was an interesting idea, but then the setup around it was generally wank. (laughs) 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 I don't, yeah. So I started at 2.3 and ended up with 1.7. Ooh, 1.7. Hello. Uh, Marie, do you want to go next or shall I go next? I'll go next. Okay. I, um, I actually enjoyed this episode. I think I did enjoy watching it. I think there are some really nice lines i think the doctor did act his ass off he was fantastic i also really liked river um because i think a lot of the things i had a problem with all the kind of like sexist i think was their way of trying to show that she was different that she like how her character evolved so we meet her she's very kind of shallow two-dimensional and in the space of the episode you see her kind of grow a little bit and realize how important like the doctor is and how she, and i don't know that's a really nice journey um i loved the test selector um it was such a beautiful like way that they did it um and it's a really interesting concept again it, it did fall flat but fell flat on his ass at one point well, exactly yeah. um, i hope those shockers always were working <laughs> i don't know but i think I'd, i don't know i think i did find quite a lot of joy in it it obviously wasn't the best episode, and we've pulled a lot of holes in it. Um, so it's not going to be an amazing rating. But I think I'm going to go a bit higher than both of you. And I've had a 2.8 floating. 2.8? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Okay. I-, I could echo most of what you guys have said. Matt Smith, I think, was the highlight of this episode for me. Uh, and in fact, actually, you know what? All the actors were great. Yeah. All the actors did a fantastic job in this one. It's just that maybe what their characters did was less appealing to me. River's regeneration stands out as a little bit of a disappointment mm. to me. Everything up until the regeneration has, is just like rushed through so that we can squeeze in an, uh, an actor that we recognize or an actress that we recognize in this role. And I feel like it's a, if anything, the, the whole episode is encapsulated by missed opportunities. Mm. Once we regenerate that character to the river song that we've known hitherto, we can't go anywhere else. So why would we rush all the way to that point? Why not explore that character before she turns into river song? Missed opportunity. Mm. The regeneration is dealt with in a sexist, kind of just shitty, stereotypical way. Missed opportunity. Uh, Hitler, it's called Let's Kill Hitler. We've already discussed this. Missed opportunity, etc., etc. However, it is an important episode. And it gains some points or decimal points for me just because of that. Uh, So I'm giving this a 1.9. No, oh, I thought you were going to go higher after mm, talking about the I was expecting that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah no, but you're in good I, company. If it weren't for the fact that it, this is an important episode, and if it weren't for the fact that the acting is absolutely spiffing across mm. the board, uh, it, it would be much lower. That it, it, We discussed all the things, like everything that was on my list of notes. At some point, one of us brought it up, except for one thing, which uh, the only unchecked box on my list, which is just <laughs> rivers are real shit. Oh. That's it. 1.9. 
Spice River. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. She's been conditioned to be that way. It's not her fault. And yeah. she cha- she breaks her programming. Fine. She's got to go on a journey. She saves him. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, still, still unlike her. No, not in this episode anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, listener minis? Yeah. Listener minis. Now let's hear from Podcast Land. Max 250. Or it would get out of hand. So who's the first review from? <laughs> Star Wars Hill, 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 Star Wars Sorry, neighbours. Past 11pm over here. Hello, Star Wars Hill. Star Wars Hill begins. I have so much love for this episode. River and the Doctor's relationship is my favourite romance in Doctor Who. There was so much of River in this episode, so of course I get very sentimental about the whole thing and forget any of the episode's faults. Same. Star Wars Hill. Same. <laughs> Star Wars Hill continues. I can even overlook, overlook one big plot thing and one dumb Doctor line. The dumb line being his disgusted, Scotland's never conquered anywhere. A weird thing to say in a Nazi episode. I would have thought not conquering places that don't belong to you is a good thing. Scotland. Please don't violently invade another country just to win back the Doctor's esteem. (laughs) Then there's the plot thing. But maybe you can explain this for me, intrepid and clever heroes of Who Back When? (laughs) Thank you for your confidence, Star Wars. (laughs) You flatter us, Star Wars Hill. This is after an hour and a half of us going WTF. Never shoot a girl while she's regenerating, because it doesn't seem to affect the Time Lord involved... Except, wasn't the whole reason the Doctor died at length Silencio because he was shot while regenerating? River specifically says that's why he's not coming back. So... Leon, you're gesticulating wildly. Well, uh, yeah, it's it's a great minds think alike Star Wars Sill type of gesticulation. Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent agree. So... It's okay to shoot a Time Lord if regeneration energy is still in their body and not okay if it's still glowing on their body. Uh-huh. Yep, that doesn't at all sound like someone forgot a major plot point. Also see Tenant's hand. <laughs> Do either of these two things bring down my rating at all? Nope, says Star Wars Zill. <laughs> I am ashamed... I am shameless in my river fandom. And Fair enough. The rating? I'll be ready. Oh my goodness. Are we sure we're ready? Oh, we've just seen a Star Wars Zill. <laughs> 4.3 out of 5 glowing rivers because I find her character delightful. Holy moly. <laughs> we all like River, but yeah. come on. Oh, Star Wars Hill, you have a huge heart. Oh. <laughs> oh, fantastic. That's a really, really good mini. Thank you so much for sending that in. Um, ladies and gents who are not Star Wars Hill, you can follow Star Wars Hill on Twitter. Star Wars Hill is at Star Wars Hill. Thanks, Star Wars Hill. <laughs> Next up, we have Jim the Fish. Hey, Jim the Fish. Jim the Fish has kept watching. Yeah. That's fish for yay. Is he grateful to us? You might want to, yeah, read this review before you... Okay. (laughs) Okay, Marie, why don't you kick us off? (laughs) So Jonah Fish begins. (laughs) I'm glad I stopped watching at A Good Man Goes to War. I can't help but think this might have killed my interest in the show completely. What? Especially if I waited three months in hopes of it getting better just to have whatever this is what is let's kill hitler really about anyway it's not about hitler it's not about the time traveling robot cops both those storylines are tossed aside it doesn't even seem to be about the relationship between amy rory and their daughter 
they don't even seem to care when she's being tortured by the robot. Bloody good point, Jim. Yeah. yeah. Super good points. The review continues. The problem for me was that the end of A Good Man Goes to War had the Doctor swearing on his life that the Pond's baby would be safe. It was a bit of a cliffhanger, to be fair. The episode that immediately follows, the characters seem to forget. It just felt like Amy and Roy didn't act like any rational parents might if their baby had been stolen from them by some crazy religious sect, and the Doctor didn't seem to care too much either. I was actually surprised at the speed with which Mel's snap out of her murder at brainwashing to all of a sudden want to be the woman the Doctor wants her to be. Yeah. Jim the Fish continues, A little too convenient! Where is the epic internal struggle that should last four to five episodes where she finally realises at the end of the season that there's no joy in that, cries for three weeks, then decides to go to archaeology school? (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that bit. This episode is an example of one of the worst things that can happen in a continuing story. It negates important elements that have come before and glosses over important questions. A quick montage negates the entire Find the Baby storyline and the questions of whether or not Amy and Rory get to raise their child. Jim the Fish concludes, I don't think I like River or Alex Kingston anymore. (laughs) What demographic is she supposed to appeal to? Star Wars Sill. True. (laughs) Now, if only we could figure out any details about Star Wars Sill, we'd we'd know what the writers were going for. The ending wasn't satisfying. They hand-waved away the regeneration-disabling poison by having someone else regenerate instead. Let's Kill Hitler was a waste of 1930s Berlin. Agreed. I really hope the series get better. I'm sorry. I really hope the series gets better, or I might just stick to reviewing Classic Who. Do both. And <laughs> Jim the Fish rates this a measly one out of five. Oh, Wow. This is an emotional roller coaster. these minis. <laughs> I kind of, I don't know what to say to Jim the Fish either, because I'm pretty sure there are some stinkers up the road, and you have to just bear with it for a while. Yeah, exactly. It's worth it. Overall, it's worth it. Yeah, overall. Yeah. Overall, yeah. Yeah. Stay with us, Jim. <laughs> New and classic. I do sort of feel his exhaustion, though. It really no. chimes with how I feel at the, no. at the moment. I, just yeah. this episode, because it just pummels you with stuff that none of it gels together and you just end up thinking really that's what the show gave me this week (laughs) this is what i'm supposed to be piecing together into this intricate you know overarching thing i thought it was gonna be much more satisfying than that Hmm. maybe michael ridgeway can talk me round. (laughs) well it's funny you should say that because the (laughs) (laughs) the last mini review we have received comes from michael ridgeway ridgeway I mean, that was such a beautiful harmony that I I think I heard a glass crack somewhere (laughs) and a dog woke up. (laughs) All right, who wants to start this one off? And also, hello, Michael. Hi, Michael. Hello, Michael. Michael. (laughs) Hello, Michael. I'm just going to read out Michael's good stuff because it's very small. (laughs) (laughs) The inner space time traveling robot populated by tiny people. We made a reference to Inner Space, didn't we, I think? Did we? You did, yeah. yeah. Oh, well done. We being me. Yeah, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Rory punching Hitler. Yeah, Marie got that one. Nice. nice. River stuff. Yeah, we've covered all of that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, got, we got some of the good points. Way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he continues with some undercooked... Beefs. <laughs> <laughs> that will never cease to be great. 
first off, the river stuff was great and all, but I was expecting a thought-provoking alternate universe time scramble where they kill Hitler, but stuff turns out even worse for humanity. I was sorely disappointed. Even worse for humanity? That would be wow. an mm. imaginative leap, which I... They I mean, kill Hitler and he's replaced by Space Hitler. <laughs> well, I mean, Goering and Goebbels could have been even worse. I mean, Maybe he was reining them in. I doubt that, but... <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, Podcast land and history books do not quote us, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely an intriguing idea. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. While also being abhorrent. Yes. Mm. Love you, Michael. So, <laughs> Michael continues uh, with, similarly, Hitler. Obviously big. Beefs. <laughs> with actual Hitler <laughs> given his mass, murder per- uh, his mass murder of millions of people. But his portrayal was a, was a clown rather than the banality of evil. He spends most of the episode locked in a cupboard. Did the producers want to play it safe rather than have the Doctor unleash on Hitler or address the moral dilemma of preemptively and extra ju- ooh, judicially killing Hitler and other Nazi criminals? Mm. No one has an answer for that? It, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I have a point as well, which I makes him... <laughs> I have a final point about Hitler, which makes him even more disappointing. The build-up they gave Hitler, finally revealing his face, they built up to that several shots over three minutes. You saw his hand, you saw him from behind, you saw someone looking at him, you saw everyone's awed reaction. And so the actual amount of time between that and him in the cupboard is is a couple of minutes maximum. (laughs) Did anyone else, by the way, at that point, while they were building up to his face, did anyone else think that it was going to be Mark Gatiss? Oh no. no. Just me. No, okay. Yeah. But that would have been good. <laughs> I was what, sure I was going to be my case. What I did think was they were showing Hitler far too much respect. It's like you should not be having the audience going, I want to see Hitler. I want to see Hitler. More Hitler, please. <laughs> I want yeah. to judge if he really looks like Hitler. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, I was thinking that too. <laughs> okay. Michael continues. Why couldn't the robot replicate Zimmerman's glasses? It replicated all his clothes and an entire motorcycle later on. Bingo. And Michael's, Michael's final bullet point beef is it's just supposed to be a screwdriver. I quite liked the cane. Uh, I love. Uh, I like the cane as well. Yeah. I I suspect the reference is more about disarming a knife. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And how the screwdriver can be used for anything in just this one. Point and think. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> it has settings. You know, wait. Point and think. <gasps> they say that. They do say that. That's a line I remember hearing. <laughs> hey, you were watching. <laughs> Uh, Michael concludes with a summary saying, Summary! A critically important River episode, maybe, but my high hopes for a time travel morality tale was thoroughly dashed. And he gives this 2.1 out of 5 miniaturized and vaporized Nazi shitheads. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what would have made this episode much better? Miniaturized and vaporized Nazi shitheads? The Seventh Doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Leon just added that in. (laughs) Apropos of nothing, apparently. (laughs) Michael, thank you so much for a fantastic mini. As always. Okie dokie. That's that's all we've got in the listener mini departments. Next up. Next up is going to be... A classic. Oh my goodness. That's so exciting. There are are people out in podcast land just reverberating in excitement right now. Uh, yes, we're going to be reviewing. What's it called? The Time Warrior. The Time Warrior. The Time Warrior. The Time Warrior. Hey. Oh my goodness! Maybe that will have better time travelly things. <laughs> One hopes. <laughs> <laughs> After that, we're going to be dropping 
The Cannibalists. That's right. Return to Audio Who. After which we will be dropping in four installments uh, dropped over two weeks the magnificent Who Back When branded audiobook, the title of which we have not yet released, but which will drop on your earballs very, very soon. Watch this space. And also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. That's it. It's going to be a little while until we drop our next New Who review, which is going to be... Night Terrors. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> Did you also get goosebumps just now, Drew? Yeah, that oh was my. more terrifying than my actual Who Back When nightmare from earlier this week. <laughs> what? You should follow me on Twitter so you can hear about my Who Back When related <laughs> nightmares. I can be found at Drew Back When. Excellent branding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Marie and Jim, you are not on Twitter? If you want to say <laughs> hi to Marie and Jim, feel free to email whobackwhen at gmail.com. Oh, it was a com. <laughs> and we'll pass those along. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I don't say much, but when I do, I'm sure it's worth uh, reading. I am <laughs> at Ponken. You know how to spell that. Possibly, if not, fine. Ask your That's parent true. or legal guardian. That's true about when, he knows. <laughs> P-O-N-K-E-N, Ponken. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Drew. <laughs> Until the next time, you've been a lovely audience. Thank you so much for listening. Rock on and ciao ciao. Bye bye. Toodles. See ya. Kablamo. Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of who back when. Tell your friends. But I've got no friends. No problemo. Tell some strangers. Hey. Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash who back when. All in one word. Are you into Twitter? Awesome. High five us online and we'll high five you right back. You guessed it. We're at who back when. All in one word. Check us out on Instagram for behind the scenes photos and other Whovian goodness. Watch our videos or even listen to our podcast on YouTube. That's whobackwhen.com slash YouTube. Vote us up on Reddit, listen to us on Stitcher, and head on over to our website, whobackwhen.com, where you can submit a review of your own, browse the article archives, and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters, and more, which increases in Kablamos with every episode. And lastly, give us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps our show get noticed and earns you lots of karma points. That's it. Rock on and be rad and excellent to each other. Catch your earballs in our next Who review or bonus episode. Until then, ciao ciao. Who back when?